Thanks for flying with us. Jordan here. Just wanted to let everyone know what's happening here at the Star Lords podcast. Star Lords is now on Discord. If you would like to join the Star Lords Cantina Discord server, you can find a link in the description or on any of our social media accounts. Reach out to DM or email. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching the Star Lores Podcast. Go ahead and give our page a like and send us a message. You can also email at starlorespodcast at gmail.com. Send us your fan art, Star Wars collections, or fan fiction, and you may even get a feature on one of our pages or even the show. Don't be afraid to offer corrections or add to any of the topics that we discuss on the show. We are also on Patreon, so if you want to help us pay the bills, as well as get a few awesome perks like bonus episodes, access to the private Facebook group, or the VIP section of the Discord server, head on over to patreon.com forward slash starlores and sign up for as little as one US dollar a month. And finally, make sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcatcher app or YouTube, as well as sending us a five-star review on iTunes. This really helps us reach a wider audience. Enjoy the rest of the show. You are listening to the Star Lores Podcast. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Why you stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder? the Toshi station to pick up some power converters. Welcome aboard the Millennial Falcon. This is Jordan, and uh, we are on separate spaceships today, and we have to have a discussion over the holonet. Uh, I'm in the hut system doing some uh, below-board activities that I won't mention publicly. (laughs) Uh, Christian, where are you in the galaxy today? I'm currently on Coruscant in the lower levels, uh, looking for uh, potential sponsors for our <laughs> our show. Um, not finding great uh, reputations down here, though. Yeah, uh, that's no surprise whatsoever. Um, but yeah, thanks for joining us again on uh, this ride. Uh, this is our season finale for season four. We're finally uh, topping it off. Um, so we just wanted to talk to everyone about what's going on with the podcast, some new announcements, and then some just fun discussion questions. But first, Christian, the first thing I yeah. wanted to do was acknowledge all of our new Jedi Academy patrons. Uh, so we have a bunch of new patrons from our last season finale, our season three finale. And uh, that is, I'm just going to name them out in the names that they gave me on um, on Patreon. And those are Golden Gamer, Squirrel, 
NTH Soccer, Connor, Steven, and Carolyn. So thank you all for supporting the show and helping us uh, pay the bills. Moving right along. <laughs> uh, so Christian, where have we been? Yes. Yeah, so a lot of you guys might have noticed that the show has been a little odd lately. Um, we haven't been putting out episodes as consistently as we typically do. Uh, there's a few things going on behind the scenes here that uh, just kind of put a wrench in our uh, recording schedules. Uh, first of all, many of you might have noticed that uh, Sam has taken a bit of a departure. He's uh, gone on hiatus, um, and he was doing the lion's share of the writing for us. So uh, since then, it's been a little bit difficult to keep up with that, um, being down a person and everything. Um, but for now, yeah, we just want to thank Sam for his time with the show and uh, wish him well on whatever projects he's working on right now. Um, and maybe we'll see him back again in the future. Who knows? Indeed. Yeah. And uh, I think and just to help like everyone understand to you, like, I, for me personally, I've been really trying to strive for quality with this show. Um, and that's in the writing and the, in the production. Um, so that means like it's, it's been very labor intensive. And I think in a lot of ways, we bit off a little bit more than we can chew. So, you know, we're writing roughly 3,500, sometimes 4,000 words per episode. Um, and then, uh, uh, you know, doing 10 to 12 episodes a season. So we're basically writing a whole book every time we do a, a season. And, um, you know, we all have full-time jobs and families as well. So it's just, at this point, like it's becoming a little bit untenable for us to do this much content. And even though it's, it ends up only being, you know, a 45 minute to one hour episode, it doesn't seem like that much, but just, especially with the scripted portions and the post-production editing and stuff, it really is labor intensive. And I want to keep like the high quality of the show. Um, but it also, we have to be like a little more realistic about what we can get done. Um, so with that being said, Christian and I have been talking about possibly um, doing a sh doing shorter episodes, um, cutting a bit of that script, uh, still doing a similar format, but just um, cutting some of the script, doing more of the free flow discussions and doing more just from notes just to make the workload a little more manageable um so that's kind of that's kind of where we're at with it um but we also like i just wanted to like throw it out to people um you know if you have any ideas on how to make the workload a little more manageable like definitely let us know like do you think shorter scripts and just uh more open conversation is better um should we ditch the season format and maybe just like release every two weeks instead of doing like a season where we were releasing every week um you know uh, we do want to hear from the listeners and like what they would like to see and uh if they have any ideas but also yeah just what you know we're trying to make this content for the fans so and we have been getting quite a few fans too. So like, we're trying to make it 
as good for you guys as possible, you know, without sacrificing uh, quality. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of where I, we're at. So, you know, um, let us know, like, uh, um, um, reach out to us and let us know what you're thinking. Uh, or if you have any ideas for how to go forward with how we format the episodes in the seasons and all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then on that note too, um, we are going to be looking for maybe another writer for the show. Um, so if that's maybe an interest to you guys, um, give us a shout, shout out, send us a sample script, maybe 500 words. And uh, let's, uh, let's see if we can't uh, get some more of the fan input into this project to keep it going. And then that would take more work off of me and Jordan so that we can maybe do something more consistent as well. Um, yeah. Indeed. Um, so uh, yeah, anything else, Christian, you wanted to bring up for uh, announcements or anything, housekeeping? No, uh, we're going to try and work on some content. Uh, so because this is a season finale, we're going to be going on a break here anyways, which is, is n normal for the show. So don't freak out. Um, we're not ending it. Um, we're looking to do some content while we're on break here. Um, we're going to be going back to the writing and all that stuff and the behind the scenes work as well. But there's some projects that I'm excited about. So just stay tuned into the social medias. Hopefully we'll uh, put out some announcements before some of those projects come out. And, uh, and yeah, just we'll keep making content uh, between now and the next season. Indeed. All right. Uh, so before we sign off here, I wanted to talk to you, Christian, about a couple uh, hypotheticals, okay? And okay. Uh, one of them is, uh, well, really, this is the only hypothetical I had, but <laughs> I thought it would be an interesting uh, discussion point. Um, what are some Star Wars legends, eras, or storylines that you think should be turned into a movie? And this question goes out to all of the fans as well. If you have um, thoughts on this, please like comment on the episode when we post it on social media or whatnot. Just send us a comment. Tell us what you think. But Christian, what is a Star Wars Legends storyline that needs to be turned into a movie? What's, what's like the first one that comes to your mind? The first one that comes to my mind, I think, is the most popular um, one. I think a lot of people have been begging for this for a long time, and people are probably already going to guess what that's going to be. But definitely uh, Knights of the Old Republic, Revan. I'm not going to say movie. I'm going to say TV series. Yeah. I think that story is too big for a movie. Sure. Okay. We Let's say we'll put a caveat on this question. Like what era or storyline should be put onto the either big screen or small screen. It can be either, but um, yeah. Yeah. I just I kind of, on, sorry, go ahead. Just kind of on a side note, like star Wars seems to be dominating actually right now more on the small screen than on the big screen, right? Like you it's had true. the big bust yeah. that were the star Wars movies, but a lot of their, TV content is actually taking off quite well. Yeah, and so, there's a, seems to be more buzz about that than than. Yeah, definitely. Like the Mandalorian and the Bad Batch, Clone Wars are always popular. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, 
yeah, maybe what's his name? What, what uh, I can't pronounce his name. YTT. Taika Waititi. Yeah, Taika Waititi. Uh, maybe his Star Wars movie will be good. I heard he is directing one, but we'll see. Yeah, I like I like his movies so far. There are some things that I don't like about some of the content that he puts out, but overall, like I love Jojo Rabbit. I love uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Or no, no, was no it, he did, did he do the first Guardians? No, no, no he did uh, Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, I love that Which movie. Which was the best, by far the best Thor movie. Marvel movie. Yeah, it yeah. could be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think um, it was, so, the other Thor movies weren't that good, but uh, yeah. I thought the third one was actually surprising, uh, a nice surprise. But, but also, say all, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go first. Oh, I was just saying, uh, if people have ever seen like what we do in the shadows, like he's a very like funny uh, guy and has a, a good uh, comedic way of directing. So I don't yeah. know if that's good for Star Wars, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's yeah. the direction they need to go. <laughs> they um, the one thing about Taika, he did say something that was questionable. I mean, everyone says stuff that's questionable now on Twitter. Yeah, um, but he, true. I don't know if he was baiting the fans on purpose, knowing the type of person that he is. Yeah. Um, he very well could have just been kind of making a joke that people took too seriously. I don't know. I, I don't want to delve into all that, but yeah. just as a, as a possible warning that maybe he might <laughs> drive Star Wars into the ground, I think is what he said. But, uh, yeah, I, to me, it remains to be seen. Like I, I am a fan of his, but. Yeah. I don't know how it will translate to like the Star Wars uh, franchise. Yeah, it has an established kind of like milieu. Yeah, exactly. For him to put his own spin on it. We'll see if it if it yeah. works or if it clashes too much. Who knows? Yeah. Anyways, back to yeah. the, the original point. So you're, you're <laughs> saying uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Um, yeah. Uh, I would even... I would even start that series and implement some of the story elements that are in the Knights of the Old Republic comic series too. That yeah, tie totally. into the overall storyline so you could see like maybe malik when he's a jedi and have some flashbacks with revan yeah to so that just like the story of revan kind of has a little more impact i here's my only problem with doing a kotor series is like everyone already knows the twist you know the sort of climactic twist yeah. in, bo in both games so it's it's just like I don't know how they could possibly recreate it or or build that anticipation yeah. in a film or like in a either a, a trilogy or a, or or a TV series. Like to me, it'd be hard. I've, as great as it would be to see it depicted in a live yeah. action setting, it's still like I don't know. It's already been done. Like you know what I mean. Yeah, no, that's true. That's that's always a problem. Even when you're translating like great books into movies, you're like, well, if everyone's already read the book, it's true. Yeah, how do you keep it fresh and interesting? It, there, it's possible that there's enough Star Wars fans and even people who aren't fans yet who don't know or haven't played the game. And as we go forward into time, there's going to be fewer people who've played, fewer and fewer people who've actually played Kotor. That is true. Which is yeah. kind of a sad reality. <laughs> um, but, but you know, maybe you, thirty years from now. Yeah, but you know, like the other thing too is. Kotor really was one of those early, like, truly cinematic games, you know? And I think it was, I'm sure there were a few others at the time, but in the kind of early 2000s there, that was just sort of becoming a thing where 
the you know the voice acting and the writing and the plot and stuff was they really put a lot more time and effort into it so yeah um, yeah yeah the story itself would translate well and like well like the gameplay is so different from like yeah all the story moments and it's yeah. the story moments that obviously drive the movie right not so much the gameplay although the gameplay was obviously fun um and so that's why it would translate well um and even like yeah like all the side characters are well developed too right like yeah totally you have all these other side plots going on that would you know in themselves make a decent show yeah for so sure. yeah yeah uh, what about you jordan um i have a few uh i i one we were talking about was like the legacy era uh, yeah. So, you know, Cade Skywalker, we just rec- very recently did a, um, an episode, the Scions of the Republic, sort of delving into the legacy era. I think, you know, and this is a lot of um, hardcore Legends fans wanted this to be a movie <laughs> instead of the movies <laughs> that we got. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. So I don't that know what be... your thoughts on that. Do you think it would, I would... make a good movie? Yeah, I think it would make, for a few reasons, um, I think it would be a great movie. Um, the the uh, the fact that you're using new characters, so you don't have to rely on, like, you know, now that Carrie Fisher's gone and, you know, Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford are getting a lot older. Yeah. Um, you can have, like, your new fresh cast of characters. Um, a totally uh, fresh, without, fresh slate. Yeah without like undoing the past and messing with the actual legacies of established characters. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of newness to the galaxy at that time. Um, so there's definitely a lot of room for creative interpretation of things. Like I was complaining about the stormtrooper armor and things like that. Like I wouldn't mind if they did some aesthetic changes just to have their own kind of signature on it. Yeah. Um, in like a, in a movie adaptation and the story is condensed enough that you could tell the whole thing without having to do a whole tv series you'd have to do a few movies but the story itself i think is short enough that you could get away with telling it telling the whole story without having to cut too much out without having to do too much editing um yeah and it would be a great place for for a setting for for a star wars movie for sure i agree i think also too legacy is a little more uh, moral shades of gray than the original trilogy. Um, yeah. So I think that would be an interesting dynamic to bring into Star Wars. But uh, the next one. <laughs> uh, so, in terms of our episodes, our Yuzhan Vong episode is one of our most downloaded episodes, um, not only on the podcast, but also it is our most viewed episode on YouTube, uh, oh. strangely enough. So like it seems people are really into the Yuzhan Vong. Um, but I know not everyone is the biggest fan of this era and they feel and it doesn't always seem all that original. But do you what do you think about that era being turned into a film? Uh I I want to like it. I do like the Vong as like a unique threat. So we're not like going back to the well of Jedi versus Sith forever. Yeah. Um, and I like a lot of the bigger story beats around it. I think it's just such a complicated, just the way it kind of the whole story unraveled. Um, 
how they wrote it, right? They wrote it as a multimedia event, you know? So they had like books and characters that, you know, other authors started and then other authors picked up and kept going and then other authors finished. Yeah. And you had all these hands in the, in the pie, which obviously made the project even feasible. And, and, you know, they didn't even have like an end game for it. There's a lot of like twists and turns that like are almost unnecessary or kind of like the story will go in one direction and because another creative takes over, they kind of drag it in another direction and they have to course correct kind of a lot of what you saw with the Disney trilogy. Yeah. uh, But in book form. Right. Um, and that's kind of a lot of the complaints that people have about this era. But so however, conceptually, I would say just as a pushback to that, like they've already done all that work. Like if you're turning it into a, say a trilogy, you kind of have, you can just take the really good cohesive parts and, and turn it into like a hypothetically turn it into a real good story. That was almost, you could almost look at all the writing of it as like a, uh, um, that was sort of the, I don't know what you call it, the, the R&D of, of it. And then the, the film is sort of the finished product, if you will. Yeah. And, and that's the way I would get behind it. If with some major editing and some like kind of the opposite of legacy, uh, someone like really taking a, a hacksaw to the story and getting down to the fundamentals and like yeah. kind of making more of a cohesive storyline, it could really take off. I don't know if like the broader fan base, like most people, as much as I personally am not into it, like most people go to see Star Wars for Jedi versus Sith, right? right. They want to see lightsaber duels and they want to, you know, that's, that is Star Wars to most people. Yeah. And so I think you might have trouble drawing in a broad audience with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and again, like, like I like the idea of the Just Song Long and I do like a lot of the story elements that came it out is- of that. But, it is very unfamiliar, like having that alien, that, uh, for lack of a better term, such an alien species. <laughs> uh, and, and yeah, and almost like the Sith and the Jedi are kind of teaming up to fight them. Uh, might be a little bit jarring if you're, yeah, for, for like a lot of Star Wars fans. Yeah, for sure. So, and, and yeah, I think that's what might kind of turn people away. It's like they just don't. It doesn't seem like Star Wars enough for most people. And my one and my critique about the whole Yuzan Vong um, story arc too has been that it's it's this typically happens with a lot of uh, science fiction franchises that are drawn out too long, even fantasy franchises. Uh, like they always have to up the ante on who's the next big bad. Uh, yeah. And it has to just keep getting bigger and crazier and crazier and crazier, you know, and it, it sort of just gets a little ridiculous. And in a way, Fast like, and Furious movies are yeah. case in point. Yeah. <laughs> Fast and Furious <laughs> movies, case in point. But uh, um, to me, I get a bit of that feeling with the Yuzong Vong that, you know, like they had already kind of, there's like the Knights of the Old Republic, Darth Treya going to destroy the force there's like the the galactic empire enslaving the whole galaxy um and it's like okay what can we do that's like actually worse than than those things you know okay let's have this intergalactic species (laughs) uh invade yeah invade from another galaxy that is uh we can do almost nothing to stop it right and they're not just gonna enslave you they're trying to kill you you know well i guess they were trying to enslave too but 
enslaves some and genocide others. It's yeah. Like 50, 50. yeah. But anyways, it, it felt a little tired, maybe just going at that angle. But that was that's my kind of only critique of, of it. Anyways, um, any other uh, things you'd like to see turned into a big screen or small screen from the legends? Yeah, I, I would, I wouldn't mind, and this could go for both legends or canon. But I loved, I loved what Rogue One tried to do with kind of like how the director described as like boots on the ground soldier stories. Right. Um, I could go for anything like that. Something that's like ground level, nitty gritty. Uh, you know, say what you will about the solo movie, but that scene where like the Imperial army was like out in the trenches and the mud and like, that was sweet. And, yeah. uh, and I could watch a whole movie based around that kind of concept or TV show. Um, so almost like a, like a war film, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. Star, yeah. star Wars leaning yeah. heavily on the wars part of it. Right. Yeah. Like um, kind of drawing, you know, yeah, if they if they tried to draw from great war films like uh, like um, Saving Private Ryan or uh, um, I don't know what what's another big one. Thin Red Line, Black Hawk Down. Yeah, Black Hawk Down. Um, yeah, Full Metal Jacket. You know, like uh, I think like yeah, trying to pull from a lot of these great war films and you don't have to make the same thing, but try and Dunkirk is another great one. I, I really enjoyed, uh, you know, try and I uh, get that vein of, you know, in the trenches war film. I agree. That would yeah. be totally sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I would watch anything with clone troopers in it too, if they stuck to that era, but I'm open to any era and doing the, like the soldier stories. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the Vietnam war was very influential in star Wars. So doing more of a Vietnam feeling, you know, yeah. empire versus rebels kind of story. Yeah. There's so much you could do with that. So many climates you could fight in, like so many personal intimate stories you could tell that don't have to be kind of like what you were saying about like up in the ante, they, they don't have to be galaxy wide, like big bads anymore. Right. If you're telling a personal story, you're talking about like the evolution of one guy on a battlefield, you know, somewhere in the galaxy, you know, he misses his family and is just trying to get back to them or, you know, there, there's 101 ways you could play that story without getting crazy and ridiculous. A hundred percent. Yeah, I totally agree. And, I, and that's sort of what I even like about the Mandalorian too. It's, uh, it, you know, you don't feel like the stakes are so high, <laughs> except yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I it's kinda, just, I kind of wonder if there's, if that's going to change, but we'll see. Um, but at least for the first two seasons, um, it's just, yeah, it's like a little corner of the galaxy um, following this, you know, mercenary. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I 100% can get behind that kind of story. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, another character I'd like to just see depicted in, um, in, uh, it could be small screen or big screen, doesn't matter. It could be a trilogy or standalone film. I would like to see a Mara Jade depiction. Um, I like. I feel like she helped develop Luke Skywalker's character in the books anyway. But um, again, that may be an impossibility just because of the age of Mark Hamill. Um, but uh, that's just one I'd like to see. Any more? There was... Uh... Sorry, on that ahead. note yeah there was an uh an actor i think sebastian stan 
If you okay. Google him, he looks like a young Luke Skywalker. Oh, really? Um, so you think so they do it? I don't think that ship has sailed. Yeah, he he is uh he's like the perfect guy to replace. Not okay. replace, but you know, you have to find someone young to play young Luke, obviously. Right? We can't DH. Oh, he oh, he 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 was the stand-in for Luke in uh in the Mandalorian. Yeah, in the Mandalorian. Yeah. But they did a no little spoilers. <laughs> I mean, I if you haven't watched that episode by now, yeah, <laughs> knows by now, but yeah, spoiler. But he would be a great, great Luke Skywalker. Um, I actually haven't seen him like do lines or anything, so I don't know how he is as an actor, how he sounds. Yeah, yeah, I. But I'm, if it's I'm just on looks, it. definitely I, would be an option, what, what, and I could get behind seeing that. Mara Jade. Yeah, I maybe. I felt pretty let down with Solo and uh, what's his name's depiction of of Han Solo, um, but yeah. you know I'm not totally opposed to them trying it again. <laughs> <laughs> maybe get a different different actor. Yeah, maybe uh, it, it would work. Maybe it would work a little better. Yeah. Uh, one thing, one bone I have to pick with you and possibly a lot of fans is this uh, idea when we're talking about. Star Wars movies is it why does it always have to be a trilogy yeah I I don't think it has to, well I think we just talked about it like Solo and Rogue One you know they're yeah. not true they're standalone films they're great standalone movies but a lot of times people are talking about like even when Disney trying to pull this trilogy thing off right yeah um like you kind of shoehorn yourself into or box yourself into a corner yeah where you're forced to drag either a story. It's kind of like what happened with the Hobbit where you kind of have to drag the source material out so thin that you don't really have, you have to put in a lot of filler content Mm -hmm. or, you know, maybe it's a story that's too big for just a trilogy and you want to do like a seven part movie series like the Harry Potters. Right. Yeah. Or like we were saying, standalone one-offs, you see these characters and you never hear from them again. And it just makes a galaxy feel so big and so lived in. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I mean I don't disagree like I think being so married to like one format can kind of restrict you. But I also think that in my opinion like Disney's whole plan with Star Wars was to turn it into another MCU. Like that's what they were going to try and do with the new with like the latest trilogy. And yeah. uh, and I think since then they've kind of backed off of that, like trying to make it this huge story arc that spans over twenty movies, right? Like, and they're all yeah. connected. Um, I like that's everything that I read and heard of is that that's what they're trying to do, like a, a Star Wars expanded universe, right? Um, yeah. Uh, they're still in a way they're still doing that, right? Like the, the TV series is yes. they're taking series multiple. Sure. Are yeah, taking but they're go, they're going more the series route, uh, and they are doing a similar thing. But but I think that was the whole idea with the the trilogy was to expand it into you know all sorts of movies that were going to connect to it. Um, right. And, and but I mean they didn't even know what they were doing as soon as they, <laughs> with three movies yeah, alone. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see how they could have, uh, you know, connected all those um, with like a much more than three. But anyways, 
yeah, I, like I agree with you. Like, uh, we don't have to be married to the trilogy form. Yeah, that is all the so. trilogy. For, even even like pairs of movies. Why can't you do two movies? Like, why does it have yeah. to be? I, I don't know why there's this rule that it has to be like a three a three parter because it comes it comes from like this long tradition now of successful series. Yeah, it's true. Right, like yeah. Lord of the Rings is in threes. Yeah. The original Star Wars was in threes, and then the second round was in threes. Well, and then I, you have but a lot of films too now they're doing they're doing like a trilogy, but the last movie is. Two split parts. into two parts yeah so yeah it's really four movies but really like the last one is is a single story yeah know? they did that with the, the hunger games and a yeah, couple of other yeah, ones exactly. and harry potter too actually they yeah split the last one yeah the last film was two movies yeah yeah and i think that's more corporate greed than anything <laughs> i think so too but yeah. but yeah if you're truly just trying to make like art um and a beautiful story like if it takes one movie to do it or two movies like you kind of yeah do wish. do what's natural to the yeah, storytelling totally but that's always going to be a fight yeah corporate corporate side and then the artistic side right yeah totally um so uh, i think we'll talk about maybe one more thing before we wrap up here uh the bad batch the most recent uh disney release Disney Plus release of a Star Wars property. I have not yet seen it, but you have. What were your first impressions? Yeah, so it's still it's not done yet. So they're still releasing episodes. Um, what are we in? I think we're in episode eight or nine now, um, as the time of recording this. Um, we're going to try and keep it spoiler free because the show is still ongoing. And like Jordan said, he hasn't seen it yet, so I don't want to wreck it for him. So. Yeah, I initially, I really like the art style. Um, they've really come a long way with their animation. If you look at, you know, a Bad Batch episode versus like the first episode of The Clone Wars, it is like miles ahead. It is very detailed and it looks really good. Um, I have a like a very big screen at home and uh, it looks really good, like just blown up. Um, that being said, it's a little underwhelming. I'm not going to lie. Um, I, I do love clone troopers and I love everything from the clone wars era. And this is obviously a spiritual successor to the clone wars series. Yeah. Um, I'm you just said, trying to think of ways to, sorry, is Dave Filoni running this show? Or... Yeah, he's, it's, it's one of his projects. Okay. Um, that being said, and usually I'm a big fan of his work. Like I think we've sung his praises on the podcast before. Oh yeah, um, for sure. But this one, I don't know, like I said, like, I find the episodes are hit and miss. There's a couple of really good ones, and then there's a couple of ones that just, like, I feel, they don't fall flat, but they're just, like, unremarkable, is yeah. what I would, I would say. And I think overall, this series is trending towards the unremarkable, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, I do really want to like it. Um, like I said, I'm a huge fan of Filoni's. I love The Clone Wars. Um, but this, I don't know why, maybe, maybe like there's going to be a big turnaround and like, they're just building up steam towards like a big finale. I don't know. Um, but so far I'm not super excited, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. I mean, nobody bats a thousand, right? So it's, I do feel like even Filoni is going to put out some stuff that's maybe mediocre. 
Yeah. Uh, do you know if they're if they're is it just for one season? Or are they planning to do a bunch of seasons? Are I don't know. I, so the this isn't really a spoiler, but the series takes place like right after episode three. So like you're dealing in the era of the rise of the empire. Right. I don't know how much storytelling you could do. I mean, you could do a lot, but in terms of how this story is going, it's hard to say. Um, I don't think they're going to probably run it more than a couple of seasons personally. Now it could be, that's the problem is that there may be, they are going to run it for as long as they can. So they're drawing it out as slowly, you know, slow burn as possible. So they don't burn through time and space and end up, you know, um, running out of material. But I don't, I really don't see them running this series longer than maybe two or three seasons personally. Yeah. Now I, I could be wrong and hopefully, you know, there's a turnaround and things get better and uh, they run it for as long as the show's good. Um, but I, I, I really don't know how long it is. Um, kind of the other thing on that note, though, with Filoni, if you do remember to the Clone Wars, a lot of Clone Wars episodes were like that, too, where some of them were, like, really awesome and some of them were really hit and miss. Well, there was just so many and, episodes of that, too. Yeah. You know? I yeah, mean, for sure. That, that was still kind of in, in the era of, like, you know, cable TV and putting out yeah. 24 episodes a season. Which I think yeah, really having nice. like quota obligations, like we said, right? Yeah. Like the creativity versus the corporate side. Yeah. Um, that being said, too, um, like none of the episodes are bad. So none of them go as bad as like some of the Clone Wars episodes, I would just straight up say are bad. Yeah. And none, none of the Bad Batch episodes, I would say, are bad. They're just like unremarkable, mediocre, right. forgettable. You know, you'll watch it and you'll kind of forget that it even happened. Uh, and some of them, like I said, are, are really great and fantastic and, and pretty dark and heavy. And and that's all the kind of stuff that I like about the Clone Wars series, too. So, yeah. Oh, good to know. I, I think it may be, yeah, just not, you got to try and give it a chance and then uh, at least wait till the season's over and see how it wraps up. And, and yeah, it, it like might... for all I know, I could eat my words in the next episode. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and even the second season, maybe it really picks up. Who knows? I do remember, just as an aside, um, did you ever watch Breaking Bad? Yes. Yeah. Um, Breaking Bad's like one of my favorite shows of all time. But uh, I remember I struggled getting for, through the first season, and I thought it was kind of slow and boring. Uh, yeah. And didn't didn't really like... But I gave it a chance for the second season, and then I just got like completely hooked in the second season, you know. And uh, I don't, I don't know if everyone feels that way. That's just how my personal feeling was. And then, you know, by the time the show ended, I thought it was just like a piece of <laughs> the art. best thing ever. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it was, yeah, I was like, and I was so glad that I like stuck it through and didn't just give up on it. Yeah. So, um, and actually, a couple years, I kind of binged it. But a, a couple of years while it, uh, prior to that, while it was still on TV, TV. I, yeah, I watched the first couple episodes and I remember just being like kind of not that interested in it. And I didn't know what everyone was raving about, you know. And yeah, uh, but then I get I kind of gave it a second chance later and like I was very pleasantly surprised, you know, so. Uh, you know, some shows can do that. It, it's uh, if you just give them a bit of a chance. Give them a chance. Yeah, yeah for sure. I, I had that same experience with the Born, the Born movies. Oh, really? 
Yeah. I liked all the I, movies. <laughs> I love them. I love them. Oh, but yeah. the first time people have tried to make me watch them like three or four times and I fell asleep every single time watching the oh, first really? one. And I was like, I don't know how people like these movies they are so boring, blah, blah, blah. And I finally like sat down when I wasn't super exhausted to actually yeah. sit through it and I freaking loved it. So oh, yeah. I think, I, I think everyone has a story like that where they kind of maybe judge something too harshly the first time around and uh, yeah, it's true. warm up to it later. But um, anyways, uh, with that being said, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, make sure to check us out on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Follow us there. Give us a five-star rating and review if you can. If you want to support the show monetarily, we are on Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash star lores. Okay. Uh, anything else you want to add there, Christian? No, no. Uh, just we're looking forward to the next season. Obviously, we're in a big kind of change period. And uh, just bear with us as we kind of try to navigate things. May the forks be with you.